Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, welcome back, everybody, on this kind of warm and humid Saturday morning. Get ready for another 90 degree day here in beautiful southeastern Wisconsin. He is Danny Bush. I am Tommy the True Neubauer. We are here every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and we will take your calls, questions, comments, whatever, at 414-799-1250. Or you can go on our uh, email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Or you can go on our Facebook page, and we'll figure out how to take those questions one of these days. Okay. Anyway, yeah, go look for us on Facebook at Cutting Edge Outdoors. So, anyway... Uh, Danny, I'm glad you brought that up about uh, the knots when you're putting the 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 fluorocarbon leader onto your line because uh, my nephew-in-law broke a tip top, you know, the insert of his tip of his fishing rod, mm-hmm. and I think he see some people when they add that fluorocarbon they take the smallest brass swivel, the real tiny ones like a size 14. Yeah, yeah. And they'll tie their main line onto that, and then they'll tie their fluorocarbon leader on to the other side. But every time that goes through that tip guide, uh, that's going to damage it. And I, I think that's what happened to him. And I, even with those those some knots, now there's a specific what specific well, knot? Do you the tie? easiest one to tie together, the two together, is the uni, a uni to right. uni knot. With, okay. I believe I think they suggest four or five wraps on each. Yeah. Um, but the problem with the fluorocarbon is it's it's stiff. And you gotta really, you know, spit on it and slobber it up yeah. really good. You know, there's different types of floral. You can get a fluorocarbon that's limper. Some that are stiffer are more abrasion resistant, and then some are limper. You know, they're they're not as stiff. Well, there's, there's some like that three different kinds. Say they're fluorocarbon, but the ones that there's ones that aren't entirely fluorocarbon. Yeah. It's like a copolymer cool yeah. mixed with it and stuff and and maybe they do that just to have it more flexible, flexible and yeah. stuff. But uh, from what I understand, and this is a whole area of research as well, as far as what the best, because you can buy cheap fluorocarbon, mm-hmm. you can buy, and it's mind-boggling to look. But from what I what I believe, the cigar, yeah, they were the ones that invented the right. stuff to begin with, right? 
Uh, I'm a firm believer in the cigar and uh, even, you know, just buying the uh, fillers, the little 20-yard spools for leader material is not cheap if no, you get the cigar. Not. But no. you don't want to lose fish, so I think it's worth it. There, There is another knot, Ron. Or Ron or Heidenreich. Heidenreich. Yeah. He uh, he was telling me about it last year. He, I think he even sent me the YouTube video. But of course, with my you know my ADHD, I didn't have time. I looked at it for about thirty seconds, and ah, I'm just going to keep using the uni to uni. Um, but it does make me wonder if manufacturers could maybe ease up on those, you know, because each time that knot is going through, mm-hmm. it's getting banged around, mm-hmm. and that's why I like to frequently cut and, and retie. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you, we've lost some smallies, you know, when mm-hmm. they, and the other thing too, uh, I've, I've gone to loosen, loosening the drag, uh, because those smallies, especially if you're jerk baiting for them, they smack it so hard. Now, if you got, a, you know, you got yourself a $200 graphite, super fast action rod, real stiff. Mm-hmm. And then you got that braid, which has no give. Mm-hmm. The fluorocarbon doesn't have much give and they smack it really hard. I think you're more likely to break off at the knot than just having having the drag yeah. lighter. So well, I've tended to back off yeah. and haven't had any break-offs yeah. since. Well, the knot is the weakest part of the line, you know. I mean, that, that, that will be the weakest part. And you're right if you back off a little bit on the drag because a lot of times, you know, we're we're always taught, you know, to really set the hook hard. And that's because with if you're using monofilament, yeah, you really have to pull on it hard, you know, mm-hmm. really set the hook hard because you got some stretch in there. Whereas with the super braids, you don't have to set as hard, you know. I mean, because uh, you're, you're, there is no stretch there. It's hard, musky fishing, Tom, casting. It's actually hard to remember, remember life before the stuff. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. the Dacron could have some stretch where mm-hmm. you hook, set the hook and you'd have to, you know. Give it two or three and, sets. And if the yeah. guy's using, some guys used heavy mono back in the day. I still um, do. I still do. Yeah. And I give it two, three sets. Yeah, yeah, I still do. Yeah. So the braid, uh, the braid has changed the game quite, you know, quite a bit. Now you're talking about using a small swivel. I do do that if I'm trolling, sure. because then it doesn't matter if right. you're winding it lightly through the rod right. tip once right. in a while. You're not, once you know, in a great while. Yeah, because yeah. you're letting the line out. You're right. winding it in, and yeah. and uh, so yeah, and I've managed to find some really good high quality barrel. You know, yeah. swiv- swivels. You don't want to just get junk. You want no, to get you something, want something good. Yeah. You got a 10 pound walleye on the other end. You don't mm-hmm. want something junky. Speaking of that, on uh, when when I was fishing on Sunday, my uh, one of my spinner baits, the a pike, those darn pike. <laughs> it, I don't know how it did it, but somehow it 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 pulled the blade, the willow leaf blade. And I've got a, at the end of the spinnerbait where the willow leaf blade is attached, it's on a ball bearing snap swivel. It pulled that snap apart and the blade went flying in the water. <laughs> it pulled the snap apart. It's like, how did that do that? So if they can pull that snap apart, it, they can do other damage, you know? I mean, so yeah, it's, it was frustrating when that happens. But anyway, um, there was something else I was going to bring. Oh, I tried an experiment this week. <laughs> I uh, went out to Pewaukee, caught a bass, took home a 16-incher, and I wanted to do it on the grill. Now, I have not scaled a fish. I can't remember the last time I scaled a fish. 
do you even own a scaler? No, I anymore? don't. No, Remember I those don't. little scalers, yep, those yep, little metal yep, ones we all had in yep, our tackle box? Yep. Do not have one. Okay. I mean, and so what I did was I, 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 I cut off the head, cut off the tail, scaled it, gutted it, washed it out really good. I put uh, the different, you know, herbs, spices, butter, whatever, put it all in this uh, in aluminum foil with the fish, wrapped it up, put it on the grill, yeah, for about 12, 14 minutes, you know. Came out, yeah, it was done beautifully, tasted good and all that stuff, but it's such a pain in the butt because I, I don't like the skin on fish, all right? So I peeled the skin off, and then when you, the, the, the flesh of the fish actually comes right off the bones. I mean, all you're left with is a skeleton. But it's such a pain in the butt to scale them and gut them and behead them and all that stuff and then doing all the other stuff. It's so much easier just filleting, skinning, and frying. <laughs> if you, you know what I mean? It's just so much easier. So that's something I will never do again. Well, back, a whole in, fish back in the day, that's yeah. all we did was scale them. Yeah, you're, yeah then, when I was uh, kids, that's the all we did. The only ones I heard about getting skinned were bullheads. You yeah, know? yeah. I thought, skin? Skin a fish? Then my brother started doing it, and he says, yeah, it's, it's way better. And I'm thinking, how do you skin a fish? But then when I realized, it's it's really easy. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, you, with bullheads, I found out later on, you can you can uh, fillet those and skin them the way you do other fish. You can do that with the knife, too, instead of having to use the pliers and pulling the skin the, off. The ones know? that I do not skin <laughs> are the trout and salmon, though. Because I cook those with the skin right, side right. down yeah, on the you grill, do. right? Yeah, you and need it, that for protection, and, and right? it sticks yeah. to the foil, right? And then you can scoop the meat right off with right. the spatula. The other thing too, they talk about the toxins and all that stuff, you know, chemicals. Uh, that's in the fatty areas of the fish, and you know, in a trout and salmon, Tom, right between the right by the skin. The layer of meat by the skin tends to be kind of that grayish, kind mm-hmm. of brown. Mm-hmm. I always kind of scrape that all yes. off. Yes, good idea. I scrape yeah. that off because that, so when I scoop with the spatula, even if I get some of that on the bottom of the filet, I mm-hmm. f- that off because that's kind of more fatty. Yeah, and that's, it doesn't taste good. Yeah, it's I've, not good. Yeah. Well, that, it tastes and, okay. You can't tell when you eat yeah. the salmon and trout, it no. tastes okay. Oh, you but, just. But it just, I, I've never been told that that's got more, yeah. but I just assume because it seems. Yeah. It's more by the fatty area, the, the yeah. layer by the skin that just seems fatty. Well, and also the the back, the skin by the belly. I belly. mean, the meat by the belly. Yeah, that's why you got to cut off the belly fat. You know, it, well, even part. when I do the fillet, yeah. I tend to cut it off early. Yep. I don't yep. go all the yeah. way down. I right. try to leave that big white belly area yeah. and leave a little leeway. Yeah. So even err on the side of caution as far yeah. as even, you know, losing, you know, you know, or leaving you lo- a little, yeah. leaving a little meat. You know, there's another way to do it. If you take your salmon and hang them in a freezer, and then, of course, when the temperature drops, all that mercury goes to the head. If you hang them head side down, and it'll all go down to the... Can you play? All that mercury will go right <laughs> down to the head. Laugh, laughing at his... And then you cut off the head, what and the you got no more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say you talk about uh, that brown meat uh, taking, uh, tasting crappy. Um, typically on like a pike or other fish, you are correct. Anything that's not yeah. white. White bass, uh, uh, the white bass and the uh, um, 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 sheep's head, those two. They've yeah. got that little brown line. Yeah. That in, I years ago, uh, I had a friend of mine, and this was back in the days of catching keep muskies and, and uh, uh, caught a... 40 some incher and filleted it. And I was 
eating it at his place, and then I got a piece that just tastes like, yeah. and it was that yeah. brown yeah. kind of meat. Yeah, you got to get that brown stuff off. Speak, speaking of uh, yeah. muskies, uh, let's see. I didn't even tell you last week. I had been out the previous week with yeah. uh, Sandy Flaster, and uh, for his probably the last trip of the year, now he'd been coming up just about, Every week, every other week, anyway, he caught his nicest one of the year. He got a real nice 41-incher out oh. there with me trolling. Heavy fish? And I haven't been out since, but get this was on a spot, Tom, where we'd lost three nice fish. And it's a spot where you make a turn, you follow an edge, and you make a turn. And the problem was, uh, part of the problem was half the time I'd go out there, I couldn't run it because boats with guys jigging would be yeah. on top of it. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to swing around, but I ran this, and uh, in fact, there was a boat up ahead of me, and I'm thinking, well, I have enough room to make this turn and not have to swing out from this guy, and I made the turn, and I was just thinking, okay, now I can swing out, and the rod started ripping, mm-hmm. and uh, nice fish, so good way to end the year. So I think can, I'm putting white jaw away yeah. for the year. You think that that's uh, one particular area that, why do you think they're hanging out in that particular spot? It's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a, a 90, it's like a right turn. Oh, okay. It's like a right turn where you. In the weed line, you mean? No. Or in the deep, depth? A deep. Okay. And it's a deep edge. Okay. So like you got to come up and if all, if you keep going straight, you're going to be shallow quick, but if you can make a hard right and make okay. a hard turn, but you got to know where it is and anticipate yeah. it. Uh, if you can make that turn and run it just right, there always seems to be. A fish. Now, most fish, many of the fish I caught this year, though, were just abyss-related fish out, you know, just out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. but re- generally relating to schools of bait yeah, fish. Sure, yeah. But every once in a while, you'll get that anomaly where you'll uh, you'll be out, and I'll be going to cut across the lake to run another area, and I'll be in the middle of nowhere marking nothing and catch a fish. So a you, never, you never know. It's weird, eh? Well, guess what, folks? Coming up is the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. Oh, and Jim Jim Dembeck sent me a text going, thanks for the, uh, he must have got the uh, uh, certificate. Oh, yeah. He says, I think my picks were terrible. Well, <laughs> all of ours were, Jim. And, oh, so it. Yeah, and Jim did, did sent me a text, too, after he called us last week. He had three people show up in his yard for that rummage sale and said, were you on the radio today? Oh, cool. Excellent. Well, there's at least three people. That's who what are I listening. texted yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Curly's Waterfront Pub is the place to meet, laugh, eat, drink, and enjoy life. They got specials at all Packer games and probably at the Badger games too. Got a lot of specials going on during the game, and uh, so you, if you want to have fun and watch a game with lots of TVs and lots of good people cheering on the Packers, Curly's Waterfront Pub. Actually, it's a great place to go anytime during the day, night, or whenever. Anyway, we need a contestant. You will win a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub if you beat us or tie us in the NFL football picking contest. Call 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 to be a contestant in our football picking contest. We'll be right back with more, folks. It is now time for the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on beautiful Pewaukee Lake. And we have our contestant, Don, on the air. Good morning, Don. Good morning, guys. You know how this is played, right? Yeah, I listen to you every week. All right. Have you ever gone to Curly's Waterfront Pub? 
No, I haven't. Well, maybe you will now if you've got a $10 gift certificate, okay? Yeah, I, I go to, to the meat market. You guys always talk about that. Bucky's. Bucky's, Bucky's? Yeah, all I, right. I, I just was there last week. Good for you. Well, uh, Curly's is Kitty Corner from uh, Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, so you'll be able to find it. Anyway, all oh, right, I'm yeah. going to turn this over to Greg now. All right, okay, we'll, recap, we'll recap last week. Last week, Tom went two and three. Bushy went two and three. I went three and two. And Jim, our caller, went two and three for the season. For the season, we have Tom sitting at a record of three and six. Ooh. Bushy sitting at a record of four and five. I also sit at a record of four and five. And the callers are winning with a record of five and four. Uh oh. I'm so, going to make it up this week, Greg. We have no Wisconsin game this week. So, Don, we're going to start out in the NFL. Tampa okay. Tampa Bay is at Minnesota. Minnesota is getting two and a half. Who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota. All right, Tom. All my picks today, if you don't go 4-0, oh, they're going to be free next week, Don. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going with Tampa Bay all the way. Bushy. It's in Minnesota? Correct. And it's two and a half points? Correct. <clears throat> the bushy rule of thumb is when it's within three, you always go with the home team. Minnesota. All right. I'm telling you, it works. It's not going to work this week because I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to de- destroy him, especially with Sam Bradford not playing. Mm-hmm. All right. Next on the docket, we have, Don, Atlanta at Detroit. Detroit is getting three points. Who do you got? I got Atlanta. All right. Yeah, I got to go with Atlanta too, Greg. I got to go with them. Detroit's roll is over. Bushy? Okay, I wasn't listening. Where's the game at? <laughs> at Detroit. Detroit's getting three. That's Detroit's, your rule of thumb. Detroit's getting three? That's your rule of thumb. You got to go Detroit. Okay, Detroit. Okay. <laughs> and I will go Atlanta. I think Atlanta's playing know, very well right my, now. Atlanta's good, but I got to stick to my guns. I got to stick yeah. to my program, but Atlanta will win. Pittsburgh is at Chicago. Chicago is getting seven points. Don, who you got? I am going to go with Pittsburgh. All right, Bushy? I, I don't even need to hear the point spread. I'll go with Pittsburgh. Tommy. You know, Greg, you might want the points. You might think you need the points. But in this game, we got the upset of the week. Taking the Bears to cover. They might not win, but they'll be close. I'll take the Bears. All right, good luck with that. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Good luck with that one, buddy. All right. I'll be saying I told you so next week. You know how many times you've said that and <laughs> you've not fulfilled that? Yeah. I know. <laughs> how, did, how did we do last week? You didn't even go yeah, through Yeah, he that. did. You weren't paying attention again. What, the, how, what was I? Two and three. Uh, same, same as uh, is me. Same as Tom. Okay. Tom, who, who guarantees you're going to be next week listening to him is now, three and six uh, for the season. If you go the exact opposite, Tom, you'd be three and two. Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, second to last game on the docket. We have Cincinnati at Green Bay. Green Bay is giving Cincinnati seven and a half. Oh, that's all? It was nine earlier in the week. I don't know. I'm on Odd Shark, and they give a consensus consensus on what it is. It's 
started at nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, it was up there. So what do you think, Don? I, I got to go with Green Bay. I know they're the walking wounded, but um, Cincinnati, they don't have an offense. They got a good defense, but they don't have an offense. All right. Tom? I definitely am going to go with the Packers. Another you, lock of the week. Didn't you just say in the break you were going to go with no, Cincinnati? No, no, no. I said somebody else was. Oh. Bushy. Oh, Bushy. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Packers will win by a touchdown. Point spread is what, 10 and a half? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, it changed. And a half a point. Yeah, they'll win by seven and you'll cover. The Packers will win by 10. So you're going to go change that to the Packers. You're changing it? Oh, All right, I'm going to go the Packers as well. Okay. And then, final game on the docket. Really not a point spread for this, so I'm just throwing a point spread out there because they don't have the spreads out for next week. Since the Packers play the Bears oh, Thursday. That's right. We got to do the Thursday night so game. So we have to do the Thursday night game. So we're going to say Green Bay will be giving Chicago seven. Yeah, that's, the game a, being, that's a good one. The game being in Green Bay. Don. I got to go with Green, Green Bay. Bay. All right. Tom? You're a wise man, Don, because I'm going to do the same thing. We think alike. We're wise right. people. Yes, yes. Green Bay all the way. Bushy? What? What? I wasn't listening. All right, I'm just going to go with Green Bay for you. Green Bay. What are you doing over there? And I'll go with Green Bay as well. <laughs> all right. All right. All well, right, Don, Don, congratulations. You're already a winner. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to win. And you're already a winner. He's going to send it out already. <laughs> all right. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Don. Bye now. Bye-bye. That was Don in Muskego looking for the big payday. Anyway, so the, the callers are ahead of us in this race, huh? They are. Oh. No, the callers, it's early on, though. Early on. Callers have not won yet so uh, in a season. So we got to make sure uh, we can't let the callers win. Who won last year? You did. Oh, yeah. Who won the year before that? I Bush, don't know. I was Bushy. And the year before that? was Bushy. And the year before that was me, and the year before that was me. So me, okay. me, Bushy, Bushy, you. So now you got to go with two in a row. Oh, I you you got to catch you up. You did really good last year. Yeah, yeah last year you, you were awesome. Yeah. You should have been betting those games. 100 bucks a game. I, fin- I think I finished like 10 games over 500. Yeah. Oh, then you would. Yeah, then you wouldn't have made money. Well, you could have made some money. Tom. No, not when you're paying 10% juice on the losses. You got to be more than 10 games above 500. And they say it's like 60%. 67. Got to be 67%. You sound like a guy who's gambled a lot, Tom. I gambled a little bit years ago. I, I used to bet on football games, yeah. Pato. No, I had I had the no-name bookie helping me out. Well, now you go to Pato. You said you go oh, yeah, you play yeah, the slots. I go to, yeah, I go down there. And want, you know, we got to go on Senior Tuesday. <laughs> get get, get yeah. double points. Yeah, no, we don't get double points, but we get some free stuff. Yeah, we get some free free stuff. But anyway, we got to go to a break, folks. It's uh, almost at the bottom of the hour. We got other fishing and hunting stuff coming up, so stay tuned for more with Danny Bush and me, Tommy Detroit, True Newbauer. And you are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Tell your story about a woman I know. I come loving. 
I'm searching for. Oh, that's all right. I'll get this one. You back. show me one of those 20 inch oh, crappies. Yeah. I said, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Yeah, you got that one too, of course. Did you got nothing on me? Oh, yeah, we do. No, you got nothing. Oh, yeah, we got a few. I've never said anything or done anything. Crow goes, ha, ha. <laughs> you imitate them and go, ha, ha. Okay? And if they go, ha, 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 you go, <laughs> Listen, no. guys, that works. Okay. In fact, Joe Booker did an article, I read it last spring, that mm-hmm. what he likes to do to aggravate turkeys is he'll mimic. He'll Crows? mimic No, a turkey. Oh, mimic turkeys. And they get some pissed off, and they come charging in to find out who is mimicking them. No. Who's the English no. teacher here? <laughs> yeah. To- T-O-F-U-R-K-Y. Tofu. Tofu. Tofu sample. To promote veganism. Is that how you pronounce it? Veganism. 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 Crank the music. <laughs> okay. Wow! Good job, Greg. I didn't know uh, you had all this dirt on us. No, from he's over got. The a, years. I think he's got a bunch of dirt. That's yeah. enough with the dirt. <laughs> you got some. I wish we had some more of Tom, though. Yeah. No. No. There. There. You. You won't find much. You. You won't find much. But I'm the phone guy. But I'm <laughs> yeah, the phone. That, that's okay. You were remember? The... Remember when I used to be the phone guy? Remember that? I. I would. I would hang up on people. Oh, you were disconnecting should... people all yeah. the time. And what, remember, one one time, Greg, a guy called up and he complained about whatever it was that we were talking about, you know, and he complained. And I said, well, if you don't like it, switch to another channel. And I hung up on him. <laughs> oh, call Smokey. Oh, here, somebody's calling us instead of us calling them. Good. Smokies? No, somebody else. Oh. Oh, not anymore. We could call one of the technicians yeah, to find but, out. Yeah, we're going to call Smokies now. Greg's we gonna, gonna, is that what Greg's doing yeah, back there? he's going to. Poke up uh, and see who's on there. All Uh, right. While he's doing that, I'm going to give you the happenings for September. Yeah, what's happening? Here we go. Uh, Shining Prohibition. That began September 15th, uh, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. And this goes till December 31st. So you cannot be driving down the road with your uh, spotlight and shining at night in the fields between the hours of 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. looking for deer. That'll go till December 31st. Uh, last week, Saturday, we had archery deer, fall turkey, squirrels, crows, cottontails in the north, yep, and rough yeah. growth zone A. And today, woodcock opens. Woodcock. All right, we got somebody, Danny. We from... do. We have Rick. Okay, great. Is he on? Yeah. Oh, hey, good morning, Rick. Good morning. Uh, hey, Rick. When is the three Charlies tournament again? It is the 21st of October. So that's not too far away. What's the cost of that? It is per boat, $150 entry fee. Okay, and that's a two-person team? Two-person per boat. You're allowed one sucker and casting. Okay, cool. One sucker and casting. And they can pick up the entry forms at Smokey's? We have entry forms at at the shop, correct. All right. And uh, and, and the take is the... And now, the, what, yeah, go the ahead. The take is... Half of the money raised goes back in the restocking. So if we raise $3,000, $1,500 goes back in the restocking muskies. Right. The other 1500 goes into payout Right. Uh, for first, second, and third place. We have multiple. Everybody has gets a door prize. Uh, there's biggest fish prize. There, there's all kinds of different prize. And food is included. Uh, I heard you talk about Mr. Dembeck earlier. Yeah. I believe he's going to be making a sausage for us. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's got really good. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really good it, stuff. It, it's not really good. It's like the best. <laughs> right. 
Uh, so he's making sausage. We're going to have brats and Italians. Uh, there will be two judges out on the lakes to, to verify fish. That's what I was going to say. You catch a fish, you uh, you call a phone number, you stick up a flag. What do you do? There's going to be a phone number to okay, call. Okay, you call, judge comes over, measures yep. it, and... There will be, be two judge boats. One will be Mark and one will be Joel. Okay. Ron will probably be working inside, and I'm going to be outside cooking. And I'll be out in the parking lot selling smokes. There, there we go. you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rick. You're welcome. Have a good day, guys. You too. Bye gotcha. now. Bye. All right. And who else we got there, Greg? We have Joe in West Dallas. All right. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, hey guys. Uh, this is a, probably one of the opportunities I'll be able to call you guys because usually I'm, I'm, I'm not working Saturday morning, so I figured I'd call. Um, I have a 12-year-old daughter, sweetest little daughter in the world, loves dolls, everything you can think about, wanting to be a daughter. And um, was in Cabela's the other day with my son, and I'm looking at all the man stuff with my son, and uh, he's you know wants to see whole uh, blow darts, guns, this and that. We're looking at all these different guns, and my daughter says to me, she goes, "Dad, can I get a a bow and arrow?" And I looked at her, and I was like, "Sure, that's fine. Uh, we can find out where you want to go do archery lessons." She says to me, she goes, "No, I want to hunt turkeys." Really? And I was like, "Yeah," and I looked at her, and I have no hunting background. I have you know, I don't know anybody who hunts. I'm like, you want to hunt turkey? She goes, yeah, I want to get a bow and arrow, and I want to go out and hunt. So I don't even know where to start with that. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, be that guy who says, no, you can't do that. You know, I'll be yeah. you know, all for it. You know, if you want to do that, that's yeah. fine. But I don't know where the stepping stone is for, I guess, her to go out and, you know, some of these archery ranges or, or where I would take her to oh. help her out well, and, what for, you might want to do. Well, first of all, there are archery ranges, Westtown Archery, the one down in Kenosha. Depending on where it is, look look at look for them, uh, Buck Rub. Right. There's a number of places. So, f- first of all, you know, get her to learn how to shoot the bow and all that. And then... Uh, and, Does Randy have a range at Midwestern? Uh, no, not a bow play? range. Not a bow range. No. Okay. And then uh, what I'd recommend is uh, contacting... Uh, what, what's the name of the turkey organization? Not uh, turkey. Wild Turkey Federation. The Turkey Federation, Wild Turkey Federation. You might want to Google them and talk to somebody in that organization about learning how to, you know, where do you go to learn how to hunt turkey? You know, the other, right. actually, what I would do is I would go to the DNR website There's, and yeah. they've got a myriad of resources. And uh, I'm sure you could find something as far as you know, they might have some type of youth programs getting them into hunting. Um, Although shooting turkey apparently with a bow <clears throat> is really tough, you got to hit them just right. Yeah, it's not from, easy. What, from what I understand, um, you want to try and get them in the spine or without flying off with an arrow. So um, I would I would say uh, you know get the bow, get her practicing. I'd say okay, honey. First we got to get you shooting the bow so we uh-huh. can shoot it accurate and learn how to use it, and you can have some fun. My buddy's daughter, she's great shot. And uh, she really enjoys shooting a bow. She hasn't hunted yet. And then you can tell her, once we get you good with the bow, then we can talk about maybe hunting turkeys or hunting deer or whatever we think will work out and, you know, kind of go from there. Um, Maybe have her take a hunter safety class as well for sure. Okay. And, you know, uh, out at Buck Rub, they've got an indoor 3D shooting range where they they have turkeys out there. You know, they're fake ones, of course, you know. But, you know, she can practice that. Turkeys, you know, at the indoor range, which is pretty now, cool. So. I, I guess my question is, is, is that something I would have to do with her? Um, 
I'm well, not against hunting. I'm not for hunting. Age, no, uh, age. I'm, in the, I'm, in, I'm in the middle, but you like, just got to be. I wouldn't want to do. You know what? No, you don't have to do it yourself. You just have to be with her and support her. So That's all. Yeah, just be with her and support her. You know. Okay. And, and help her learn all the different things she's got to learn. And, of course, you'll learn as you go along with her, you know. Okay, so. yeah, because I, I don't want to be just going up. Because my parents have, like, you know, woods up, up north. And, you know, obviously then I would have to buy all the gear for myself if I'm going to be out there with her. No, mm-hmm. you don't have to hunt yourself. You can be, like, the mentor as long yeah. as you're right next to her. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how that works out for you, okay? Yeah, I'll give, I'll give a call back. I'll call Buckrub and check the our website. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot. Good, Good luck, luck, Joe. Bye now. And with that, we got to go to a quick break. One more segment coming up here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and we are the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. It's the final to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. And guys, do you need any insect repellent yet with this warm weather? Have you seen any mosquitoes? Yeah, they're still out there. I haven't seen any all year. No, I did. Oh, God, yes. Nope, haven't seen any, man. So, uh, are you still playing with that Facebook page, Tom? Yeah. Like a, I gave him a new toy. I want to log out. Yeah. Okay. Greg's going to rue the day that he tried to set up a Facebook page <laughs> for you. Yeah. To... I'll tell you, up, up by my uh, friend's cottage, up by the Dales, man, there are tons of mosquitoes up there. Uh, around around my house in Wauwatosa, there's a few. You know, not a lot, just a few. But you get out in the woods, I think there's going to be quite a few. Now, I haven't heard from any deer hunters you know, last week when they were sweating <laughs> out in the woods with all their gear. Um, you got some people on the line. We huh? do. We're oh, going to go right. out to first Ron in New Berlin. Okay. Hey, Ron. Good morning. Morning, fellas. Hey, what's, what's on your mind? Say, uh, the Ojibwa bow hunters have their clubhouse on Johnson Road, just a short distance from Cleveland Avenue. Yeah. It's a family uh, club, and uh, he might want to take his daughter out there. Okay. Mm. What was the name of it again? Ojibwa. 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 Bow Hunters. probably look yeah. it up on the computer, too. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, great suggestion. Thanks, Good man. Good idea. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. All right. Take care, Ron. And who else we got there? We have our Boulder Junction connection. Hey. Hi, Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection. Hey, Dennis. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Good. Is it warm up by you, too? Yes, it is very warm. It's uh, screwing up the fishing. It's making the water too warm. We got 65 degree water temperatures up here, and it shouldn't <laughs> be that warm this time of year. So, is that kind of putting the fish in a funk right now? It is. It is. It's putting the walleye catch in a funk because you see them, you mark them. You, well, I'm, I don't know what they are, but they they should be walleye, and we can't get them to bite. And you got to find them in different spots, and it's been tough. It's really hard work for a fisherman. Right. But the Muskie action has been real good, and they've been catching a lot of muskies and seeing a lot of fish, so that part's good. So, gotcha. But, uh, it's uh, it's warm. It's warm down by you too. I guess you guys set some records down there. <laughs> yeah, and we were just talking, Dennis. I was asking Tom if he's been seeing a bunch of mosquitoes because all this warm weather. How about up there? Mosquitoes are out again. We had a 
some pretty good we- uh, wet weather. This whole summer has been been uh, damp, uh, not bad, but uh, a lot of moisture. And the mosquitoes for a while were just terrible, but now they're not too bad. But there are still some out, and in the evening you'll probably have to put on some repellent or something because uh, they do come out and they're they're looking for the last blood, I guess. So <laughs> looking for but, that last few drops. Hey, uh, I'm, right. I'm looking so. at my uh, Wisconsin Conservation Warden Association calendar here, and it says uh, September 21st. Fall colors typically should be peaking in northern Wisconsin, and I'm guessing that's way off right now. It's not peaking, but it's probably at least fifty percent. Oh, really? Yep it's 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 not not peaking yet. And uh, the next couple of weeks, this next couple of weekends, if you're planning on a trip for color, I would say definitely put it in your schedule because uh, I and on the way up, I was down to Milwaukee uh, last weekend. I even down from a from as close to Wausau up towards Boulder and up towards Tomahawk, uh, the colors are pretty good. Uh, and I say this next weekend probably should be a weekend to, and the following weekend to be a, to make a trip. Wow, interesting. So if you're looking for color, yeah, it's, it's the daylight. It has a lot to do with the daylight, and the days are getting shorter, so well, it won't be long. We'll be talking about <laughs> starting ice fishing here pretty soon. So Well, Typically for the colors, you're looking at the hardwoods and stuff. Do you guys have a lot of maples or oaks up in your area? We have a lot of maples. The maples already have turned. Quite a few of the maples already turned, and we're dropping leaves. Uh, I know the the hunters that want to get out are waiting for more leaves to drop, but uh, the maples really uh, were brilliant this year, and they're starting to fall. Leaves are starting to fall on those already, so it's, it's on its way down. Now, the bear hunting uh, closes pretty much everywhere October 3rd. Have you heard of any giant bear being shot in your area? I uh, I asked one of our guides that uh, bait for bear hunters, and he showed me photographs uh, yesterday when I was talking to him of bears that have been coming into his bait stations. And uh, he told me, and I, you know, I looked at these photographs, and I said, and he said these are all different bears. And i seen a lot, and I asked him, I said, you you had that many bears coming in. He's, I said, is that above normal? He said, it's way above normal. So And he's got some good-sized bears coming in as well. And I said, you might want to think about putting people out in the woods that want, don't want to shoot them, just want to take pictures of them. And he's been thinking about that. So I don't, just something you talk about. We talked about it the other day, and he also showed me some of the bucks that were coming into some of the other uh, locations in this camera. And I said, wow. I said, you got to keep that quiet. So Well, anyway, you know, he, what you say about just taking people with cameras, I think, would be a great idea because when I bear hunted and shot my last bear, uh, I, it was so cool, first of all, just getting the trail cam pictures, but then uh, being able to just sit in the woods and see one of those things come in. They make no sound. I, I'd be I, I, The next year I was tempted to just go with a camera and sit and take pictures because when you're that close to one of those animals, it's, it's awesome. It is, and we talked about that, and he's seriously thinking about it. He said uh, has a partner, and his partner wants to uh, uh, interested in it as well, and he's had people approach him that wanted to just to sit and take pictures. And uh, you have to protect yourself somehow, or, and he thought, well, maybe he'd go with him and, and, and stay close. Obviously, you're not, you know, you're not packing any uh, hardware with you, and you've just got a camera, so when you're coming <laughs> out that tree, you're still vulnerable to that bear being around. Yeah, but and you if know, you and if you do bait, I'm sorry, yeah, Tom. That's right. You right. do have to have a license just to bait. You can't just go out, Joe Schmo, and throw yeah, bait out right, in the tree stand. Right. You technically have to, you know, 
not an actual bear harvest permit, but you have to have a license to even put a bait for right. somebody else. And you know, exactly. you have to have a you have to have a, a bait or a license for that purpose. Yes. You know, Dennis, like in Africa, they they sell uh, photo safaris. You don't shoot anything; you just take pictures of everything. You know, so if they do it there, why can't you do it here? Right? Yeah, I, I, there's no reason why you can. And he's, I, I showed interest. He said other people has asked him and had, mm-hmm. had interest in it. Now I'm talking to you, yeah. you guys down there, and there's interest there. So I think, uh, and he's really seriously thinking about trying to set something up where he can do that. Yeah, and, and, that would take, and I think then it's too is that they would they would see more than just bear. Well, I was just going to say that. Yeah. I seen a bobcat the other day. I haven't seen one of them in a long time. And there's other animals in the woods. And when you got bait stations, they're looking for food as well. And you're sitting over an area like that. Uh, you're going to draw animals in. And it's going to be interesting just to see what comes up. We've oh. gotten timber wolves coming in on camera on our land. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Well, let me ask you this question. Isn't it legal for you to carry a sidearm? I, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. You would have to. You got to do something to protect yourself. Well, yeah. You never know what could happen. Right? And, yeah, yeah. A just, bear can get irritated. So yeah, just bring the sidearm the, with you, just in case. The other problem I can see is once you uh, let's say you, there was a bear, and then you come out of the stand with your camera guy and you make noise, hit an air horn, scare it off. All of a sudden, you might have the bears no longer coming to the bait anymore. <laughs> <laughs> camera tour done. Yeah. Oh well. Well, Dennis, we got to run. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Have a good weekend. Okay, you too. too. Bye now. That was Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection. He's a smart guy. He when he retired, he says, "I'm going up to Boulder Junction." <laughs> and yep, that's yep. what I'd like. Every every morning, meets the guys over at the coffee shop. You know, sit there yep. and have coffee, talk about what they're gonna do or whatever. Which is nice. Yes, yes, that is. I liked it. Well, I had a good time today, Danny. I hope uh, you and Greg feel better. Yeah, I apologize to Both all our you. listeners who had to listen to me. I get tired of listening to me with this voice like this, but it is what it is. Yeah, you guys, uh, you still feeling warm, Greg? Yes. Yeah, you still got a, you got a fever. Yeah. I better not catch it. I'm going to blame you guys. All right. That's fine. That's all, all I right. got. All right. And that's all I got, too. It's been a great morning, folks. This is a beautiful weekend, and go Packers. Don't forget, that's a, what, 3.30 game, 3.25 game, yep. I think? Yeah, 3.25 tomorrow. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply cutting-edge outdoors from the Bait Made Fish Attractant Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Talk to you all next week, my friends. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.